Welcome to another inspirational My Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Julie Davidson. To find out more about My Church, visit mychurchcanada.com. I believe that's like you and I here this morning. I, I truly, I'm, I'm surprised sometimes, but not at all because I do it still all the time, even after decades of following Jesus. Decades of understanding that this life of faith, this life of walking with Jesus, it's, I didn't choose. We didn't choose the easy road. We chose the narrow one. Do you know why it's narrow? Because there's not a lot of people on it. Because it's not the easy route to go. It's not popular opinion. It's not culturally cool. But hey, it is the way. It is the truth. And it is the life that God has created you to live. And so there is grace for your place. There is grace on this race that God has called you to walk in, but we've got to access it. But it's first understanding that it's not going to be easy. This life of following Jesus is not a, a walk in the roses or a, a walk in the park. It's, it's not easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. You're going to look like me, sweaty and exhausted and totally enlightened and just exhilarated, but also, oh, it's, it's, a, it's a road full of extreme emotions, but it's exhilarating and it's worth it. But I'm just shocked at the amount of people that, that experience difficulty and, and take it as their cue to give up and give in and to get out and to, to go to the side and to qu- even go as far as quitting. I don't know what is happening. Unable to verify the identity of this website. I don't know what's happening. Okay, how do I stop it from making me try to sign on to Wi-Fi? (laughs) Guys, it takes a village. So good. It's normal. It's, it's, It's normal to experience storms. Jesus said, in this world, let's remember... In this world, you will have trouble. Oh, they were on it. In this, I love you. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. You will have trouble. You will have trouble. So this means that we actually need to access some some keys, some truths when we do face that trouble. But I've come all the way here from Barhaven to burst that bubble of yours, that there's no trouble, because you're in a bubble, all right? So I've come all the way here because there's a bubble that needs to be burst this morning. You're not in it. for Toby this morning. You're good. You're good. Well done. Amazing. (laughs) Okay. He was supposed to be in the bubble, okay, guys? But it's okay. It is unsafe. Things could happen. But I believe this is a visual here for you here this morning. This deflated bubble here is what we want our Christian 
life, our Christian experience following Jesus, this is what we want it to look like. And I believe some of us even go into this and say yes to a relationship with Jesus. And, and you have theories and you have belief systems that's based out of an assumption that your life with Jesus is, is going to be like a, a, a shield that stop, stops just life coming at your life. You know, there's going to be no more trauma. There's going to be no more pain. There's going to be no more tears. There's going to be no more trouble. But Jesus actually promised trouble. This is the belief system of a Christian bubble. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I'm never gonna experience failure. I'm not gonna taste failure anymore because Jesus is with me. But how many know that failure happens? It's not a person, it's an event, but it, it happens. The problems normal people experience will no longer be my experience. I'll never run out of milk and the toilet paper and I'll never stub my toe ever again because now, I have Jesus. Nothing bad will ever happen to me here in my beautiful bubble with Jesus. I will have an elite human experience void of negative emotions like sadness, loneliness, anxiety, anger, discouragement, doubt, or depression. Right? I'll be void of all of those things because I have Jesus. Me and Jesus in my bubble. It's just so good in this bubble. But the reality is, is this is not life with Jesus. There's, there's no thing, not even Jesus, and receiving him and welcoming him into your life and receiving the Holy Spirit, which is a gift, which is the advocate, which is the person of Jesus who comes and lives on the inside of you and enables you to live out this life that God has called you to live. Not even that will stop life from happening to you because in this world you will have trouble. Yes! Come on. <laughs> no, okay, so yeah, we're good, we're good. We're good. So this is what we want. I, this is what I want. I would, I would love this. I would love if nobody would let me down ever again. I would love if I didn't say something hurtful to my husband again, and he had his own little bubble, because <laughs> he needs it on some days. I would love that. Gosh, and my children, really everyone I know. <laughs> but the truth is, this is not, this is not real life. This is, this is the life that God has called us to. This is, this is more what it looks like. Instead of receiving Jesus, he doesn't hand you a bubble and goes, here you go. Now you're shielded from life itself. He goes, no, 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 here. I'm going to put you right in the middle of the seas. I'm going to put you right in the storm. I hope I don't pop this. I'm going to put you right in the middle of life itself. And you will still experience troubles of many kinds, trials of many kinds, it says. You'll experience all of it, the tragedy. You'll experience the letdown and the disappointment of people when they say they're going to come through and then they don't. Or when you step into a season that's new and exciting and it doesn't go the way that you planned because A, B, and C happened and D didn't happen. And so now here you are starting all over again, maybe in a career. Maybe there's a dream that died. Maybe there's somebody that you have lost. There's loss of, of a life of somebody that you love. That's Nobody can shield us from that, losing parents and sometimes losing children or depression and anxiety because just the emotional stuff that's happening on the inside of your life it's, it's real 
the stuff that people say about you, you mull over it at night and it, it keeps you up at night and then now you're not sleeping and then so now you're not actually operating in your healthiest version of yourself and it, and it goes and it goes and it goes or maybe time management is an issue and you're your own enemy and you're in the war of yourself. <laughs> you're in the middle of it all, but what does Jesus give you when you're in the middle? And when you can't avoid the storms and the trouble of life, he gives you an anchor. He doesn't give you a bubble. He gives you an anchor. And what is this anchor? We actually even sang about it in that new song, Victory, Riding on the Storm. Your name is unshaken and unchanging. He gives us access to the word of God, which anchors our lives in truth, knowing that the wind and the waves will come, knowing that tragedy and trauma unfortunately will hit your life because in this world, we will have trouble, so it's coming. So he's like, I know it's coming. He's, he was preparing the disciples, it's coming. So I don't wanna set you up with an unrealistic expectation. But what I do wanna give you is in the midst of that trouble, in the midst of that disappointment, in the midst in the midst of that depression, I'm going to give you an anchor so that you can be unshakable, so that you can have an unshakable faith, an unshakable life. And people will look in at your life because how good is it that you live in bubble land, your bubble boy? How good is it that people go, oh, yeah, nothing ever happens to them? There's no, there's no story. There's no uh, beauty in, in, in a story that doesn't have a bit of brokenness to it. It's a human experience, and none of us can depart from the human experience, believer of Jesus or not. We can't avoid the storms of life. But what gives us a testimony is being able to withstand the storms of life and to be unshaken. For stuff to hit your marriage, for loss to hit your marriage, and for you to continue to walk in togetherness, committed to one another, still falling in love with one another, still pushing each other on towards the things of God. That's a testimony. Because there's a test in your money. <laughs> the Christian bubble, it sounds good, but it, this is actually where we discover who God is. It's in, it's in the midst of the storms. It's in the midst of the trials and the, the tragedy. It's in the, in, the, in the middle of it all. When you see the Jesus who doesn't just walk on the sand, but we see and we experience the Jesus who walks on the water. You remember the story where he sent the disciples out into the middle. And it was in the middle of the storm where Jesus came and met them. It was midnight. I don't know if that speaks to anybody here this morning, but you might feel as though you're in a midnight season. Midnight where it's darkest, where you can't see your very hand in front of your eyes, where the promises of God that were once declared in light now seem quite dark and dim and you can't, there's nothing to hold on to. It's in that place where we experience Jesus who walks on the water. There's three sources of trouble. So this is, this is the Christian life. You're welcome. But there's three sources of, of, of trouble. There, I mean, there's all kinds. But if we can really narrow it down here this morning, and if I can give you some anchors, if you will, 
from the three places that I believe we struggle, where there's strife, where there's trouble in our lives. The first one is the inner me. So there's the inner me. Anybody relate to having some storms that, you know, go on within? You're warring within yourself. This is the place that people don't see. This is where you can be winning, winning, winning on the outside. But on the inside, you're facing maybe your darkest hour. And nobody knows. There's the inner me. There's this stuff that just nobody knows about. Maybe your husband, maybe your wife knows about it, maybe a good friend, maybe your connect group leader, maybe, you know, some people in this room, but you're warring within. You're warring for some victory within yourself. And then there's the enemy. So there's the inner me, and then there's the enemy, which is very real. He is very real. He is a thief, John 10, 10, who comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And that is no small thing. That is not to be you know, overlooked. There's a real enemy who's at war for the, the beauty that is within your life. He hates what's in you, wants to destroy your potential, wants to destroy that passion, wants to make you uh, underestimate what's, what's on you so you don't actually step in to the, the, the place that God has graced you for. He comes only, it says in John 10, 10. He comes only to rob to kill and destroy. And so if you're having any sort of conversations with a liar, you can know it's not going to any good end, <laughs> okay? There's a real enemy that's at war for what's on your life. And then there's the outer me. So there's the inner me, the enemy, and the outer me. I only, I had to rhyme it. I don't know if it's the best way to say it. But I asked people and they had no fresh ideas, so I went with it. But the outer me. Is, is you operating in your, in, in your God assignment. So there's the enemy, you stepping into your God identity. And then there's the enemy that's coming at you. Like, this is real, okay? There's some real things going on in our lives. And uh, the outer me, this is you stepping now in. That's it's like the launching out, going to the airport. I'm trying to get to where God has called me to go. I'm trying to reach the people that God has called me to reach. I'm trying to make the changes in our culture, sitting around round tables of influence, wherever it is that you sit, wherever God has called you to, your sphere of influence. I'm just trying to do the thing that's on my life. I'm just trying to operate in my God assignment. So there's the outer me. And with operating in your God assignment comes all kinds of, of, of battles, of, of trouble. Anybody else? Have, ex have you experienced some pushback when trying to get that business out the gate or off the ground or when trying to raise those tiny little humans that sometimes you think are terrorists or, you know, there's all kinds of things that we do in life that are your God assignment, but it seems like, it's like, gosh, all of hell is coming against you. So the inner me. Here are some, uh, some tools uh, from what I've learned, just from my own life, how to overcome these things. And we can look at David when talking about the inner me. I think he's one of the most incredible examples in scripture of winning the wars within, which lead to the victory around. So we've got to get so good, hey, at actually valuing the war that's going on within you, not overlooking it, 
not numbing yourself and pretending it's not there and putting on another Netflix show and just going, it's okay, I'll start tomorrow. We can look at that Holy Spirit in a week. You know, we've got to actually value this process of, of, of um, navigating what's going on in our, in our minds and in our hearts. And so David, this is what he does in Psalm 139, one of my favorite scriptures. You search me, you know me, blah, 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 beautiful. But he actually goes, he turns down a dark road. If, if, we, if you haven't noticed in this beautiful scripture, he says, if only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. <laughs> He's like, his focus, what's his language? They, 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 them, they do all these things. They are my enemies. Do you not see, God, what they're doing? Have your prayers ever sounded a little similar? <laughs> I say that with my tiptoeing. Have you ever, have you ever been looking at the world around you and playing the, you know, name them and shame them? It's like, do you know this one, God? Focusing on everything happening out around you. But David, because he's so good at this, he says, but search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. Well, I think he's a little offended because he just said, I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. I'm like, do you really need to ask God about that? <laughs> oh, gosh. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me, lead me, Holy Spirit, in the way everlasting. Search me, God. Search me. Start with me and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way and lead me into the way everlasting. You see, Jesus, uh, not Jesus, sorry, David, what we know about David is he actually defeated, what did he defeat before Goliath? He defeated two enemies, the lion and the bear. Good. He defeated the lion and the bear. And did he defeat the lion and the bear on a platform like this? In front of, you know, the whole, his, his family, his brothers, his father, in front of the one that was about to come and anoint him so it would be obvious that he can throw down? No. You see, David defeated the lion and the bear in a backfield with a whole bunch of trees in front of him. Nobody could see David. But there he was, being faithful with his father's field, watching, watching over the sheep because it was his father's house. So he was found faithful serving another man's vision that's a beautiful step in life. First, a servant. Hey. So here he is in a, in a field, but then he's overcoming a lion and a bear. He's with his own bare hands. I'm like, I would have loved to see that. Anybody else? I'm like, how did you do that? Like, wow. But he's like, before defeating Goliath in front of everybody, in front of all the people that, you know, underestimated what was on his life, he, he said, well, I've defeated a lion, I've defeated a bear, because nobody knew. And he wasn't going out talking about it, advertising, you know, with a t-shirt like, I killed a lion and a bear with my own bare hands. <laughs> he, nobody knew what God did in secret. Nobody knew what, 
God was developing and, and, and putting in the spirit of David in secret. But it leads to, doesn't it, doesn't the, the, the wars within, winning the wars within, it always will lead to the victory around you. Victory within me, can you say this after me? Say, the victory within me leads to the victory around me. Come on, victory in me leads to the victory around me. It's good stuff. I don't know. I, I like what I'm saying. I hope you do too. It's good stuff. But hey, in this, in this day and in this generation where all we want to do is advertise the victories around us. Did you see what I did? did? Did you see it? No, like I don't think you saw it, so I'm gonna tag you again, because you didn't comment. I feel like you might have missed it, so I'm just gonna repost that, make it fresh, and tag them again, so they see it. I don't know if they saw it. Let's go through who saw it. Did they see it? Did they see it? Did they? They saw it, but they didn't like it. Dang it, I'll try again. Try again tomorrow. Hey, we've got to get good at just having some victory that nobody knows about. That nobody knows about. Hey, if everyone knows what you're doing, then your, your, your reward is here. I, I just, I hope that we are always living in such a way where there's stuff that you're doing, that you're going into places and, and, and rooms or you know, reaching people that nobody, nobody knows you're going and doing that. That's just a, something that you do for people. That's a, a way in which you bless people. I remember Lucinda Dooley said, you know, I, she told me this. It's not something she advertised at our conference. She said, you know, on Saturdays, what I do is I go and I go to this group of people and I sit with them and I talk with them and I hold their hands and I, you know, like, help wipe their tears and I, I do this so you know it's that part of my life that is it's just so much is public especially now you don't have to have a platform to have a public life so much is public I, I just want that you know I want that for me we've got to win some wars within so there's the enemy not to be jumped over not to be underestimated and it's first for a reason because that's where life will flow out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to get good at taking care of the heart. Let's start there. And then there's the enemy. Very real. I remember sitting in a car with Caleb. We were, gosh, oh, probably around, you know, 17, 16, 17. And he was dropping me off at my house, which we're now in right now. How funny is that? But we were sitting outside the house and... Uh, I'm living with my parents because we're building a house. Some of you are like, why are you back at that house? <laughs> but, uh, and it's awesome. But we're sitting there in the car and, uh, and he says to me, he's like, Julie, he's like, you just like, like I know you love Jesus and I know you love worship and all these things, but you know, like the word, like are you getting into the word of God? And if you don't know anything about my husband is he is passionate about the Word of God. I feel like he is the Word of God. <laughs> you know, like, it's wild. But he was sitting there with me, and uh, he's not the Word of God. That's, that's Jesus. Don't worry, we have good theology here. Don't leave. Um, 
He was like, you need to, you know, know the truth. It says the truth that you know. What is it? The truth that you know will set you free. The truth that you know, John 8, 32. The truth that you know. It's not just truth out there on your shelf or in your phone. The truth that you know will set you free. So the truth is the freedom that you want is theirs for the taking. I, I just think a lot of us aren't accessing it. We're going to empty places just like the woman at the well. He's like, well, if you came to me, I could give you life, you know, that doesn't run out. But this well will satisfy you for a moment. But I am. I am. You know, come to me if you're thirsty. Do I have anybody who's thirsty out here this morning? Because I am. Because without him, I am nothing. Without him, I can do nothing. So I need, I need, I desperately need Jesus. I'm desperate for him. And so he said, like, babe, you got to get into the word. I'm like, I know. He's like, well, what if, you know, there's a real enemy out there. I'm like, I know. He's like, but there's a real enemy out there. And what if, you know, there was some stuff to come, real stuff to come at your life. What are you going to say? What if you don't have the Bible on you? Uh, do you know some scripture? Do you know some things? And like, I know some things. For God so loved the world that he gave his, yep, only life. He's like, oh, come on. I'm like, don't judge me. <laughs> but it was, it, was a, it was a very good charge. He was what I needed, and he continues to be what I need. But he said, lean into the word. That night I go to bed. And no joke. In the middle of the night, it's like 2 in the morning. I'd been sleeping for a while. And I wake up to my door handle going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's some real, we do not war against flesh and blood. Okay? Do I need to read this for you? It says, we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Do I need, I, th I feel like I, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. Because I believe some of us are fighting spiritual battles through natural means. And you're like, why isn't it working? I'm trying. I'm working. I'm staying up late. I'm, I'm, I'm getting up early. I'm doing all the things. I'm juicing even. And it's not working. You're not feeling better. You're not winning the battles. But the Holy Spirit would nudge you and say to you, you do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Even though you feel like your husband is who you're warring against, it's like you do not wrestle here. You, you come together here and we war this way. Okay? So we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. So very real, okay? And I wake up to my door handle going chick, 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 back and forth, okay? And it wasn't my mom and dad playing a little joke on me. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> my mom's like, it was me. <laughs> oh gosh, all my theology goes out the door. No, but I'm, I'm lying there and I'm like, oh wow. And I immediately was like, Wow, I need the word of God. 
because I felt that, that darkness. I felt that presence of the principalities that it's talking about. I felt the powers of darkness. I felt there was, it was coming in on me. Thankfully, I did have my word next to me, but I didn't have it in here. I had to grab it. I had to look through. I had to peel through the pages to find my identity, to find who I was in Christ, to find what my rights are, to find the thing that I could anchor myself into to go, you can't come in here. I don't need to be afraid. It's perfect love. Cast out fear. I needed the truth of God's word in that moment because though I felt fear, though it comes around my boat, though it comes around my life, I need an anchor. I need something to anchor my life to. That when the enemy comes up against me, I've got truth. What does Jesus do? He gave an example, didn't he? When he was sent to the wilderness. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. And then he sends him. Then God, the, the, the father, sends Jesus into the wilderness. And that's where Satan comes to tempt him, doesn't he? This is, this is an example for us. And what, is, what does he say to him? He starts to tempt him. He said, you fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and now Jesus is hungry. And this is what he says to him. Satan says, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written. Come on, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Come on, some of us are so full on everything else. So full of media, so full of noise, so full of that feed, so full of everything else. Hey, that we've got, that, and that is not said with any sense of uh, judgment or condemnation. We're living in a very noisy time of history, and it's part of, of the strategy, I believe. It is. We've never, ever been, been so anxious. We've never, ever had comparison in our pocket like we do. It's a literal, you know, it's like a, a button that's constantly on us, just pulling us into comparison, pulling us into this sense that, you know, you don't have what it takes, you're not enough, da, 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 da. It's never been like this before. So more than ever, we need the word of God where we can say, listen, it is written. It is written. Come on. And we need to know what it says so that we can win no matter what. And then there's the outer me. And I know, what time is it? I need to see the actual time. I need all the information. But the outer me, all right? So there's, there's the wars within, which lead to the victory around. And then there's the enemy that comes at you as you're doing that work, as you're doing everything, really. And then there's the outer me. There's you stepping out. There's you launching out into your God assignment. Your God assignment. And I say that. Because there's, there's value that every single person has, and that cannot be taken, that cannot be shaken. That's your God identity. That's who you be, because we are human beings, not human doings. So first, we get an understanding of our identity. That's, that's within. And then we start to live out what God has put in. We start to love the world around us with, with that identity, with that understanding of value. We start to then place value upon humanity 
in whatever way that you do that. And so as we do, have you noticed? I just think it's, it's kind of hilarious, but I've sat across the table from people who have lived their entire lives up to this point, pursuing the things of God, have you know flown across the country to go to school or have done an internship here or there. And, and now, in this season of their lives, they are doing the thing that God has called them to do. They are in the place where they have been graced. And they'll sit across the table and they'll say, but I just, it's just so hard. I just didn't think that doing the thing that God has called me to would be this hard. I thought there'd be a little less burden and a, a little more ease. <laughs> I thought if I was in the place of my God assignment that it would just be like, you know? And it's actually quite the opposite. The, the, the pushback has never been so intense. The, the battle has never been so in my face or close to my heart. My insecurities seem to be raging more than ever. I thought I overcame that at like 16. And I'm feeling again shaken at my core, being questioned, who are you? And having to win some wars within that I've never had to face off with at the, to this degree. And I look back and I say, you're, you're right where you need to be. You're right where you need to be. This is, this is, this is the sweet spot. This is where God gets to show up and show off in your life. This is where, gosh, you get to step in. But like me in, in, in Toronto, it's like, well, I guess I got to turn back. I guess I got to give up. I guess I should throw in the towel. It's just so hard. It feels like everybody's telling me I shouldn't. It feels like everything is standing up against me feels like in order to do the thing that I want to do and I'm made to do, it's, it seems impossible. Well, it is. Just a little secret. It's impossible. Absolutely impossible. It is impossible for you to do the God assignment across your life. It is. So, of course, you'll feel like that. But that's where we need to tap in to the source that's where, when it's impossible, when the waves are crashing around your boat and around your life, that's where we tap in. And we go back to John 15, abide. Come on, abide in me so that you may abound, so that your life may be fruitful in Jesus' name. Isaiah 40, it says this, says, he doesn't get tired out. Is that comforting to you this morning? He doesn't get tired out. He doesn't pause to catch a breath like we do. We've got to pause every single night for a good seven to nine hours if you're healthy. But he doesn't sleep. He doesn't stop. He doesn't catch his breath. He knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. He gives fresh strength to drop outs for even young people tire and drop out. Can I get an amen? But young folk in their prime, they even stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God, but those who wait upon God, oh, come on. But those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread out their wings and soar like eagles. They run 
and they don't get tired. They walk and they don't lag behind. You know, there is a stream. There is a stream. As I was standing down here this morning, I felt the Spirit of God remind me of streams bursting in the desolate places. And I believe that there is a stream for you. I don't know who I'm speaking to. Even if it's one person, you've been saying it's dry. It's dry. There's nothing in this place. It's dry. It's desolate. It's a wasteland. I'm in a wilderness. There's no stream here. There's no grace here. There's no empowerment here. But I believe the Spirit of God would say it's in that place. It's in that place where a stream will burst forth and will allow you to continue to run and not grow faint in Jesus' name, to rise and not be weary. Come on, if you're in this place, then we got to do a little bit of work in your heart this morning because this is a word that I want to be, I want to apply. It says in, in James that, you know, those who read the word of God and look at the word of God and walk away and go, well, that was nice. Just walk away. That was nice. We do that a lot. I do that a lot. Do that a lot, especially if I'm observing, listening in a position like you. I'm at a conference. I hear somebody come up and sweat their face off and give it all. And I go, well, that was nice. That was nice. Okay. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing, though. It was really nice, though. It's like looking in a mirror, he says, and forgetting what you look like. It's like, oh, wow. Huh. What? <laughs> like a goldfish. You know, the memory of three seconds. He's like, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Don't look and listen and hear and walk off and forget and not apply and just live as you did before. Because if we actually listen, lean in, and apply... It will become a fruitful, beautiful life. You'll find the stream. You'll find the empowerment. You'll find the grace. You'll access it. You'll apply it. And your life will be this beautiful, expanding life. Come on. So I want to apply this word. And so I know there are, there are three sources of trouble. There's the inner me. There's the enemy. And then there's the outer me. And I would like to do a little bit of work with all of that, because I know with a crowd this size, one, one thing, there was one thing where you went, yeah, well, that's right where I sit. That's my season. Yep, I'm in, a, I'm in a desolate place. Maybe that was you. Yeah, it feels dry. I haven't felt a stream in months. I haven't felt a stream in years. Maybe that was you. Maybe there's some work to do within your heart. Maybe there's an inside win you need to experience. Maybe you've got to win that war within. Maybe there's some depression, anxiety, some emotional stuff that nobody knows about. Maybe you're on sleeping pills because you can't rest. I don't know what it is. But I believe in this place here this morning that the Spirit of God is here. The Spirit of God is here. And He wants to set you free. He's released us as ministers of the gospel to set people free, to break chains, to loose the captives, to open up blind eyes, to open up deaf ears, to, 
to bring healing and restoration, mind, body, soul, spirit. If that's you in this place, if you're saying, gosh, I've got to win some, I've got to win that war within, or maybe there is, you sense the enemy coming around your life and trying to suck the life out of you or take passion and make you sit down and, and sit back in a sense. Or maybe there's that dream, that God assignment, that you need some, you need like that, that eagle to be lifted and set up and away in Jesus' name into your God potential, into your God assignment. If any of that relates to you, I love, we're just gonna stand to our feet and I'm gonna pray for you and as a church family, because this is who we are. We are a church family. And I know you might be new in this place. Maybe it is your first time here and, and this is all new. Maybe a bit unfamiliar. You like it, but you don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, it's okay. What we're gonna do here this morning is we have an incredible team. The most incredible people are on our team and we trust them, heart and soul. And uh, we have a ministry team that would love to pray with you, for you. And uh, what we're gonna do, we're gonna just have the team, you know, sing a, a little bit, but we're just gonna, if that's you in this place and you want some prayer, if you want somebody to come around you, whether it's a war within, whether it's the enemy coming at your life, or whether it's you stepping in fully into your God assignment, I would love for you to put up your hand and say, hey, that's me. And we're gonna take a moment, somebody's gonna come around you, and I'm gonna pray as well, but we're gonna have some really personal pastoral moments here in this room. So if that's you as a team, just kinda comes and sings kinda quietly in the back. We're gonna do that. We hope this message blessed and encouraged you. To find out more about our church, visit mychurchcanada.com.